Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Ho, ho, ho. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Hello. Oh, hello. Did you have a lovely Christmas? Did you survive? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm alive. We made it. We're okay. No one, um, yeah, there wasn't any massive, massive arguments. The turkey didn't get burnt. It wasn't too dry. It got some nice gifts. What about you? Same here. And now we're in that weird, like, no man's land where yeah. no one knows what day of the week it is. We're still eating lots of chocolate. It's, it's why is this such a weird time of year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. it's nice to just kind of relax. This is like our relaxing time. So I hope you're all doing the same. <laughs> yeah, I always start feeling quite sick at this time of the year because I don't want to see, you know, another roast potato and I can't stand around making small talk, eating like the tiny weird Christmas like canapes like yeah. I think it is a bit of a weird time do you know what I mean you, you like you said it's like you just want to be left alone now yeah it's like <laughs> I've party, done it all it's like the party bite time isn't it where everything <laughs> everything you're eating is in miniature it's like <laughs> miniature cheese and beans on toast miniature sausage wrapped in bacon Mi- like everything is small yeah. and miniature um yeah but yeah it is a fu- it, it is a funny time but I am this this year really trying to make the most of the time off and just enjoy the kids and do all that stuff which is easier said than done well listen enjoy it because before we know it we're going to be back into January and things are going full hell for leather so let's get into today's episode we thought it could be really nice to have a little look back on some of our amazing conversations that we've had this year as you know Georgia and I adore this podcast and Mm. you know we 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 kind of wanted to reflect on things that have been said and stories that have been told things that have been really shocking things that have been really funny things that have been really (laughs) inspiring um and yeah if you didn't get to hear these episodes in full please do go back we've got a massive library full of uh of conversations and episodes over the last four years so please do but we want to kick things off today who are we going to go to first Right, so we love a birth story. If you've been listening for a while, you'll know that we love a birth story. And this has to be my all-time favourite. Helen Skelton giving birth with (laughs) the fire brigade, getting taken to (laughs) hospital (laughs) by firemen in France. I absolutely loved this episode. So when we were in France... They played. My husband played in English league, so they'd come back to England for like every other weekend or week at a time. He'd come back to England. We'd had 
a load of people around at the house. I'd blown up a paddling pool. Now, who knew that blowing up a paddling pool is apparently a surefire way to kick fire labour? Why? <laughs> apparently, it's like blowing up balloons and stuff. Well, like... Yeah. That's, yeah. So, obviously, nine months pregnant. Um, I, know, I know it sounds stupid, but with hindsight, I was like, I'm on my own in a country where I've got no family. My husband's in a different country. I'm, you know, I'm totally on my own with a little boy. I haven't got time for this. So when I went into labour, I was like, this isn't happening. This is not happening. So I went for Block a walk. It out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I've got yeah. time for this. This ain't happening. So went for a walk and then obviously things progressed quite quickly. And you're just on your own with your son at this time. Like no yeah. one else. No. Oh my God, there was no one else there. <laughs> no. And phoned Rich and said, I'm pretty sure I'm in labour. At which point he phoned one of the other players' wives and said, Helen really downplays stuff, so she thinks she's in labour. She's having that baby. But obviously he's in England, so he can't get back. Oh, no. Um, so he's freaking out. So he's phoned a couple of the girls, um, and bless her, and I can say this story now because God love her. My friend Erin came in, found me in the doorway on my hands and knees, and God love her. She literally <laughs> just walked to the back of the room and was like, and um, and well, so thank- completely freaking out about it, <laughs> completely not being able to handle it. That would be me. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia would be fine. She'd be getting the towels out. She'd be like, just channel your inner Scientologist. Don't fine. make a noise. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> and so then my friend Jill arrived, um, and Jill, you know, is obviously like just a member of my family now. She, so she's Australian girl. She arrived and she had a baby. She'd had a baby and she walked in and she was that person. She was like, right. Okay. We've got this. I've got towels. And she literally kneeled down behind me and caught him. Oh my God. So I was in the doorway. I'm on my hands and knees. My eldest is thinking we're playing dinosaurs because he's only 19 months old. (laughs) He's whacking me on the head with a plastic sword. Like, mommy's roaring. Oh my god! And then he's like that. There's a baby pterodactyl. Yeah. Oh, do you know what though? He's gonna know. He's gonna be fine if he, you know, if he ever gets together with someone uh, and has a baby. He's gonna be like, yep, yeah, done this before. It's Get fine. Get the towels. <laughs> and it was funny because I just remember Jill saying to my friend Erin, who was like stuck to the patio doors, "Get Ernie an ice cream and get him out of here." So Ernie disappears. Um, Jill catches the baby. He was born in the sack. So thank God. Just I'm um, just hold on. So hold on, hold on. You're on all fours, and basically uh-huh. the baby's head. Are you or is that already sort of? Is it called crowning or ring of fire or something? Is it when they part? Like, is the head out? Do we know at this point? When Jill arrived, no, I don't think so. No, I was literally like she within sort of ten minutes of right. her arriving. He was born. I mean, she was oh, unbelievable. Like, obviously, she caught him. And then, but what's bizarre? So, in France, the just the nearest emergency services come. So, um, paramedics came in a fire truck. <laughs> wow, that's cool. I mean, what a story. I, I genuinely wanted to call her afterwards and be like, right, okay, give it to me again. I just wanted to hear it again <laughs> yeah, and again and again. I'm excited for the next birth story. Surely it's going to be it's gonna be a big one. It has to be. She's going to be letting everybody down if it's not. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What, fire, firemen last time? Who is it going to be this time rescuing you? So yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that we catch up with Helen definitely in 2022 once she's given birth. Um, the second one, I'm going to turn to Mr. Peter Andre, not only because my favourite part of that podcast was when you asked him why he thought <laughs> putting loads of oil on his 
his body for his mysterious girl video was a good idea. Oh my God, I cringed so hard. Um, but also he had a really interesting look on dad guilt. So yeah, let's have a little listen. What does romantic time away from the kids between you and Emily look like? What does a date it looks, like? It date looks like an look impossibility like? at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we went away for a birthday for a night and literally we felt guilty. I'm not kidding. I think ever no. since, yeah, I think ever since lockdown changed a lot of things. And I'll tell you why, because Emily was, so Emily's a doctor. So she was working yeah. on the front line through the first pandemic. She was right in the midst of it. And she got really sick the first time because that was before they had all the masks and everything like that. So yeah. she had to distance herself a lot from us because she was around COVID patients day in, day out. And, uh, and it was still new. So I stopped work because my work being in the entertainment industry, I guess, basically stopped dead. And we, I was like, right, this is great. You know, I can be dad and I can do schoolwork. And uh, literally, I was pulling my hair out by about week two, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point was that. <laughs> we yeah. all were, don't worry. Oh, yeah. We're all in the same boat. I think mean, you did well week oh, two. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm oh, two. It was, it was it, you know what I took my, I couldn't believe that it made me love single parents. It made me love oh, yeah. teachers. It made me love people because I'm like, I don't want to do this ever again. Because we swapped roles, okay, then all of a sudden I got used to being at home and I got used to being with the kids and I got used to putting them, everything had to be about them because at that time things were quite tough. Um, and Emily had to stay away, so I had to take on that role. When things started balancing out a bit, I couldn't get back into the other role of our time. It mm. just seemed that we've been stuck in this, everything's about the kids, everything's about the kids, everything's about the kids. And I'll tell you, we've, we spoke about it and we went, we've got to get time to ourselves. Oh, he is just so great. I really love chatting to him, actually, because we did grow up watching him on like reality shows and we sort of felt like we knew a lot about his life. But just listening to him, he's just... Mm. That his relationship with Emily and their setup at home just sounds like the similar to what goes in, goes on in all of our homes. Yeah. The guilt, the talking, also the talking about um, we focus so much on what they're not allowed to do rather than mm. what they are allowed to do. I definitely mm. adopted that this year. I've been switching my mindset. Um, and it's always nice to get a dad's perspective because, you know, we want to chat to dads too. Yeah, we love Peter. Yeah. Um, George, where are we going to next? Next, I mean, <laughs> this is one guest that Zoe was actually fangirling on. Slightly. Slightly. Um, and she absolutely loves her. We both love her. But Zoe in particular cracks up at her Instagram reels all of the time. Um, but actually, the conversation turned to ageing. And it was it was really interesting. And I guess somewhere I didn't think the, com it, the podcast was going to go. Yeah. So this was our episode with Louise Boyce about taking pride in ageing. The whole language behind aging is getting better, but the whole like anti-aging, anti this, it's like, why is it anti? Like if anything, it's pro, like it's inevitable. We're all going to get older um, and we need to embrace it. And it's actually, it's a privilege to, to grow old. I mean, there are so many that don't and it's a privilege. And I, like my mum's 75 and she's absolutely amazing. Like she's, in her, she's almost like in her prime. She's absolutely incredible. But she has this 
she's always saying to me, oh, no, I can't wear that red lipstick because of, you know, my age now. And I'm like, of course you can wear that red lipstick. And I will always do, like, whenever she comes around, I'm always like, right, let's do a makeover. I've got new makeup products. Let's try them out. She's like, oh, no, 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 I can't possibly. And I'm like, we're doing it. And then I do it. And then she's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm like, stop thinking that you can't wear a certain shade of lipstick because of your age or whatever. And I think advertising in beauty is much better now. Like, I think a lot of brands have, you know, clocked on to the fact that you can't sell an anti-wrinkle cream on a 25-year-old that doesn't have wrinkles. Um, and also what you have to remember is that the old, the more mature demographic is the biggest. And when you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, that's when you have money to spend yeah, on, exactly. on products. You know, you're, if you're advertising an anti-wrinkle cream that's £100 and, you're, and it's... For, 20-year-olds aren't going to buy that. They can't afford that or they don't need that. Also, can I just say that I know we were speaking about me being a fangirl. I've just found out that she lives about 15 (gasps) minutes away from me. So I've already messaged her Instagram being like, I see that we're neighbours from your Insta story. And she was like, oh God, how cringe. Watch out, Louise. (laughs) You've got a stalker. She did say that she wanted to meet up with me for wine or coffee. So I said, yeah, cool. Nice. I just want to be in one of her videos. The wine's going to win, isn't it? Um, Okay, next up, we wanted to revisit our chat with Chessie King. Um, Chessie, who is one of the most honest, real, funny, down-to-earth, but really um, making kind of moves in the area of no conversation or no topic is is off-topic. You know, she wants to talk about it. She normalizes parenthood. And she really makes makes me feel okay with all the stuff that's going on in my house too. And I love the way that she's embraced motherhood the way that she has. Brilliant, brilliant conversation. So, um, yeah, this was our episode with her about taking joy in the postpartum body. I also think with my cesarean, I, I feel... So, because I can see, uh, obviously we can see our vaginas where, where baby would have come out of, but I can see the scar and I'm like, how incredible that like I was cut open and that like, it's just, I can see it and I look at it every day and I I think that has made me celebrate my postpartum post-party body even more um because yeah. it's like it's it's just so I'm like, that's so cool. Like before I had a scar on my chest and I hated my scar, but now I'm like, Oh, that's where Aurelia came out of. Like, how? Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, I've only just started to look at my vagina in a mirror again after my bir- both both of both of my births. Like, I'm absolutely okay with looking at it now. Mm. Whereas before, because of my episiotomy and because of my tearing, mm. every time I looked at it, I was like, "Oh my god, it doesn't look like my vagina. Yeah. Where's my vagina gone?" Like, it really took a lot to be like, "Okay," you know. But it's a process, isn't it? Because it, it, it you know. It, it's such a huge momentous thing that's happened and your body doesn't look the same. And so being able to love your body when you look back at it and you, you know, you have to really feel it from the inside. It's not just about how we look. It's about, it's got to be about how we feel about it. And like all those kind words that we need to say to ourselves, like, I don't know about you, George, but I, really didn't like my postpartum body. No. I, I just couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. And I wish that I'd been in on reflection. I wish I could go back to that time and give myself more of a hug about what we'd done. Mm. You know, George, yeah, like we've done absolutely. so much. <laughs> I know, exactly. And so, Chessie, what advice would you give to someone, you know, who's listening to this, you know, had a baby days or months ago or even years ago, mm. and they're still coming to terms with mm. how their body looks? 
I think for me, you you don't have to love your body. And there's so much pressure on, oh my God, I, I like self-love and all of this. And you don't have to love it. All, all you have to do is get to a place of respect and acceptance, and then you can build on that. And, and for me, it's speaking to yourself just like, how you honestly how you speak to someone that you do love oh I, I really loved chatting to Chessie King and again something we can take from that episode is to embrace our body she really took us on her journey through you know being like a fitness model bodybuilding mm. all that kind of mm. stuff to where she is now well, you know anyone that's followed her for a while will really see that transition that she's been on mm. um, big journey big journey yeah. and also for, for, for two people People, you know, you and I who, I mean, look, you didn't have an eating disorder, but you've always been, you know, in shape and you've always taken pride in your appearance and like, you know, been sort of fit and healthy and exercise and stuff. Going through pregnancy and watching my body change the way that it did. I mean, it was so much, it was so heavy coming out of it and looking at my postpartum body. And I really had to dig deep. And Chessie is the person on Instagram that I kind of turn to if I'm ever having a little wobble about it. And I'm just, you know, I try and be really strong and try Mm. and not let the demons come back out again and actually to be okay with where I am with my body. There's a real level of acceptance on her page. Uh, Yeah, we love chatting to her. She's brilliant. Yeah. Um, Next up, um, this is an episode that was obviously really close to to me and and a service that I use pregnant then screwed so we chatted to Jolie Brearley all about discrimination in the workplace and I don't think we've ever had such a huge response from an episode majority of women face bullying and harassment that's the usual thing that's how it starts so they'll when say they're pregnant yeah they'll yeah. say they're pregnant and their personal development reviews will go from excellent to substandard in the blink of an eye and nothing will have changed. Their performance hasn't changed, but their perception, the perception of their performance has changed. And then people start making snide comments, start pushing you out of meetings, taking clients off you. They'll stop giving you training. So it's very subtle. Redundancy is very common because it's very hard to prove. And the law around redundancy is very flimsy for pregnant women and for women Mm from maternity leave so um suddenly you're up for redundancy and so is Sarah who's also pregnant and so is Michelle who's just got back from maternity leave um and then at the more extreme end it's just being pushed out or demoted you know lots of women say they come back from maternity leave and they want to keep the person that's been doing their maternity cover and so they just put you in a completely different position that's rubbish and nothing to do with your job. So um, I'll give you some examples. I'll give you some examples. Yes. Yeah, give us some yes. examples. I mean, I've heard from at least, at least 100 women who told their boss that they were pregnant and their boss told them to have an abortion. <gasps> what? I've heard from, I heard from a woman who oh my uh, was, her and the other women in the office would be made in a morning to sit together and they would have to do a shot of spirits, shot of vodka, every morning to prove that they weren't pregnant and weren't planning on getting pregnant. Um, Oh, my good God. I heard from a woman who had been working for the same firm for five years. Uh, She told her boss that she was pregnant. She was bullied and harassed so viciously by her boss and her colleagues. It was so nasty that she went into labor prematurely. And when she was in the neonatal clinic with her baby, who could have died, 
Her boss called her and made her redundant. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah, she is mega, isn't she? What an amazing woman. She's like, just the, the charge, the force behind her. You're helping so many people that deal with that. They have to go yeah. through that shit when they're either announcing their pregnancy or they're trying to get back into work post, you know, postpartum. It, wow. I know. I was seriously shocked by some of the stories that she shared, like having to do vodka shots in the morning to prove you're not pregnant. Oh I mean, this stuff still happens. Like, and I really hope that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen so much anymore. But we're in 2021 and, and that's still going on. <sighs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Things need to change next year, don't they? Yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Right, let's move on to the wonderful Helen Thorne. Now, Helen is one half of Scummy Mummies. Um, no doubt you follow her on Instagram already. And wow. She's been through it the last year. Um, she obviously found out that her husband was having an affair during lockdown, the start of lockdown, and she started her new life as a single mum, raising her two kids and everything that came with that, really, really honest with us. And it was I found it really powerful. I found it very funny in parts, um, really emotional in others. And yeah, my respect for Helen, wow, through uh, the roof, yeah. really. Yeah, Absolutely. she's an amazing woman. So this was our conversation with Helen Thorne about dating after divorce. Well, yes, no, I, I try to do a variety of things, you know. I mean, it is nice occasionally, you know, when I get a good a good uh, shag, that's lovely. That's a yeah. lovely thing. That's a, a wonder. I, I really like sex. Who knew, hey? I'm really into it. It's great. Um, and and I've had sex with a variety of people and, that, and that, that's been wonderful as well, just sort of, um, discover, you know, dating younger men, older men, men from different countries, like all sorts of things. And wow. um, yeah, it's been, it's I'm been jealous. Really, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, Oh, oh God, it's feel like again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm having a lovely time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't do it all the time. And, and also in the beginning, I was, I was like, Oh my God, give me all the cock. Just, just fill me up. And, um, but uh, now I've calmed down a little bit, which is good because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> too much cock gets a bit boring. Oh, she it does. No one it ever. does. And there's a lot of admin in it. You know, you've got to connect with the people on the admin. internet <laughs> and just, you know, going, Oh, I'm only free on Friday nights. Oh, no, I've got a gig. Maybe Saturday night. Oh, I'll go to your house. Like, it's, you know, there's, and then, and then, and then there's the lists of things like, Yeah, I like this and I don't like this. And, the, and yeah. then they'll be like, Oh, I like anal and pulling hair. I'm like, Oh, I'm really busy for the next forever bye um, 
That has to be the episode that had me in <laughs> stitches, like uh, over any throughout the year, like that. I was cracking up for What's hours and hours after. WhatsApp porn. Oh, just all of her dating stories. Just it, oh, I just loved it. I loved her. What a fantastic episode. Yeah, she was brilliant, wasn't she? And I loved the fact that um, it really did get me thinking about my home move, <laughs> the quality of my home movies. I really need to up my game. If this is now a thing, <laughs> It's like, oh, maybe I should be shooting them in 4K rather than for like HD. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, get some some specific lighting. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your goal for 2022. Want some some good good video content? I don't want to see it though. Just for no, yeah. no, no. Um, and so next up, we had we invited Anna Matha back onto the podcast to host a Q and A, and this has to be one of the episodes that changed my outlook throughout the year the most. We were talking about all sorts of stuff, and you sent in so many questions, but something that really came up was around intrusive thoughts. So this is our episode with Anna Matha on looking after you. One of the things that we love so much about you, following you on social media, is your complete raw honesty. Um, even to the point of, I remember seeing a post, um, I can't remember exactly when it was, but maybe sort of six to eight months back of you standing by a window holding your baby. And it was just really poignant. It's a huge thing to say because we've all felt it, like that moment where your brain goes, well, what if I threw my baby out the window or what if my baby mm. fell out the window or what was going to happen and then you're mm. like of course you're not going to do that but it's really weird the stuff that comes up I know that's yeah. a bizarre thing to say but it's really stayed with me because there's been so many times where I've ha- you know held my children and thought what if I drop them and their head hit on the floor yeah. like what 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 yeah. goes on Stop what is that it's, it's, it's like weird, intrusive isn't thoughts it? isn't it you, I yeah. sometimes get it if I'm driving and I think them all well, the time oh my god I'm in control of this yeah. car and yeah. if I just close my eyes everyone's Every, everyone's yeah, gonna die basically guy. it's 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 so weird but why does this come up when we become mothers because i don't remember having it before no way <laughs> intrusive thoughts we have them all the time they're basically a safety mechanism so you know do you ever if you if you just think when you're on the tube station you might imagine a train coming by and like you've slipped so it yeah. might just then cause you to step back away from the line so you know some of these thoughts we we have all the time we just often don't give them much thought they're just safety mechanisms whereas when we're tired we've got a new baby and suddenly we feel so much more vulnerable and this baby's vulnerable and we feel like goodness me we've got all this responsibility those thoughts come more often when we're tired and we can't rationalize them in the same way we don't Hmm. they, they can they can take hold a little bit more and they can just feel so much more shocking and I have the absolute privilege of knowing a lot about intrusive thoughts and also knowing that we all get them to different degrees like we get we get funny ones as well like have you ever been in the gift shop and like seen a massive stand of mugs or something and just thought oh my gosh I could just like push that over (laughs) (laughs) or at a wedding my other one is at a wedding when you know when they say does anybody here yes and I'm like oh my gosh and I'm playing this whole scenario out in my mind where I just kind of stand up like with my hand in the air like really dramatically and everyone turns and looks at me and of course we never do it but that's an intrusive thought as well it's just our mind playing with possibility and risk and responsibility yeah that was the episode that I admitted how angry I'd been getting Mm. and how pulled in all the directions I thought I was and this mum rage we talked about mum rage a lot so if you have experienced that and you know you think you're the only one 
you are definitely not. Uh, it is really, really important to go back and have a little listen to that episode because obviously you guys were sending in your questions, but we went off on lots of various tangents all around yeah. motherhood and we shared some quite big things that have been going on in our lives. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, um, I, I feel like it was one of the most sort of impactful ones that we've done throughout the year, actually. Yeah, definitely. We love Anna. Yeah. So from Anna, we move on to a very special episode that we always dedicate to you if you have been through any form of baby loss. We open up our platform for you guys to send in your baby loss stories. Um, and, you know, it, this, is, this is voice notes from you guys telling us about your experiences in this subject. And they are always incredibly beautiful, really sad. Um, but also really uplifting um, at the same time. Your strength and bravery always shines through. So um, yeah, this is our episode on Baby Loss, Your Stories. Hi, I know I'm late sending this in, but I promised myself after listening to your Baby Loss episode last year that I would be ready to tell my story this time around. So even if no one hears this, perhaps I will feel a little lighter by talking out loud. In honour of my darling son, Teddy, we were absolutely delighted to find out we were pregnant autumn 2018. After the standard number of ultrasounds and tests that are carried out, we were told everything was fine and baby was doing great. It was an enjoyable, low-risk pregnancy until I hit 33 weeks gestation. I hadn't felt him kick in a few hours, and although we were sure it was nothing to worry about, we went to the hospital to ease my anxiety. After numerous midwives checked me over, we heard the words every expectant parent dreads. I'm sorry, there is no heartbeat. Our lives came crashing down around us. We could not comprehend what the nurses were saying. We were so close to the end of our pregnancy. My healthy baby's heart had stopped and there was nothing we could do to change that fact. It was too late. He had died. The next few days were the worst of my life. We were sent home and asked to return the next day where I would deliver my lifeless baby on the maternity board. Everyone at the hospital was telling me that the best way to do that was to take tablets that would bring on my contractions and deliver him naturally. In my opinion, there wasn't anything natural about what was happening to us and I made the decision to have a caesarean against all of the doctor's advice. Even in my bubble of immense grief, I knew myself enough to know I would not have survived a natural labour over a period of 24 to 48 hours. I was already thinking about how I could be with my baby. Although a C-section had its physical risks and recovery implications, my mental health should also have been considered. Looking back, I'm so glad I found my voice at this crucial time. The doctors finally agreed to the C-section and I was taken into surgery holding my partner's hand where my perfect, silent boy was delivered, weighing four pounds, six ounces. Leaving the hospital a few days later with empty arms shattered my heart into a million pieces and it will never fully recover. The next few months were a complete blur. I'm so thankful for friends and family who were there for me. They washed me, hugged me, and just sat with me and let me cry. After Teddy's funeral, we tried to focus on other things and continue with our lives, but I found it impossible. I couldn't even look in the mirror. I didn't recognize the person looking back at me. I didn't want to be that person, the girl who couldn't stop her baby from dying inside of her. I sought out counselling and was prescribed antidepressants to get me through those dark days and eventually started to see some joy in life again. Of course, I still have bad days and things that trigger me, but I've come to accept that we grieve so hard because we love so hard and grief and happiness can coexist. 
I've since gone on to have a healthy baby girl, my precious Rainbow, who is a force of nature and will always have a big brother protecting her from beyond the clouds. Thank you for raising awareness, it's so important. And my heart goes out to anyone who is suffering with baby loss. Please be kind to yourselves. Powerful. Yeah, mm. I'm so glad that we get to do this. And we have this platform to open up these conversations because mm. ultimately it's this platform, you know, came about to help people and mm. open up these conversations. And it's definitely something that we want to continue to do um, going into 2022. So thank you to everybody that sent them in and just know that you're not alone um, if it is something you're going through. And you can, like, you, you can reach out to us and, and if we can help in some way that we will. Yeah. Absolutely. Moving on to one of, I guess, one of my favourite episodes of the year, just because I was such a fan of the show. Um, this is your chatted- turn to fangirl, <laughs> this actually, This is my now. turn. This is my fangirl moment. Um, we chatted to Jules Robinson, who was obviously on Married at First Sight Australia. Yeah, um, screams! Oh, I just absolutely loved her and Cam in, in the series. And, yeah, I mean, we chatted to her about a, a whole host of subjects, but, you know, the press attention, her body, you know, body confidence. Oh, I just loved it. <laughs> but going on such a big platform of a TV show, you know, you're very much put on a platform for, for judgment. So I remember when the TV ad came out and it was a, an amazing ad and I didn't speak in, oh, I did do like a voiceover, but there was so many comments online about my body and the way that I looked. Even before I spoke, before people could actually judge me for my character, I was already judged for my body and I just oh, yeah. was like, whoa, like it was just so full on. And, and for that to happen... You know, I always say it's like an explosion of a night you can't prepare for because it's just like coming from everywhere. So to go on that platform, I really had to, I guess, really present myself in a way and be like, okay, I like who I am. I'm okay with myself and I'm going to dress my body however I want. And you know what? If you don't like that, it's not my problem. So like I just really had to step into my own empowerment to be like, all right, this is this is a big thing, you know, <laughs> that people are going to be coming at you everywhere and telling you who you are. Um, so coming off the back of the show, I did get trolled and, you know, body shamed and I was fat and I was this and I was that. And, but on the other hand, as I was saying, I had so many women reach out to me to be like, you remind me of me. Like you, you you know, you represent me and it's so great to see a curvy woman on TV in a reality show, which, you know, kind of generally kind of isn't really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm going back three years ago now. Yeah, she's great. And do you know what a real highlight of that episode was when she asked us to be models for her new lingerie <gasps> line. Yeah. We haven't taken what, her up on that. This actually, space George. in 2022. You'll be seeing <laughs> me, me and Zoe in our pants. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, the final um, kind of snippet of an episode that we wanted to share with you today, another one of our favourites from the year, um, is the conversation that we had with Expect the Best. Now, Expect the Best are made up of Chris and Rose. Um, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know them. They are big, powerful voices on this platform. They speak the same language as us. And um, we decided to do kind of SOS parenting, an, <laughs> yes. an SOS parenting episode where you could send in all of your fears, everything that was going on, you know, moments of crisis, pits of advice that you wanted and they answered them all so equipping your child with changes after the pandemic something that is really really important for obviously the year that we've just been through so we've all had it in nursery and it happens at school and i think a way to like say to your your child about that is be like if that happens to you somebody hits you first Mm. of all your first port of action is to be like 
no thank you stop like teaching them to be like I didn't consent for you to do that and we can do that as young as any age and then being like do you know what Kit if they if they do that it's not your worry you go and tell your grown-up that is what they're there for they're there to help you you go and tell them and it's that's a difference between we don't we don't, I suppose we don't want our kids to be a grass. Who am I? Uh, you don't want your to <laughs> be like it, Little tail. snitches end up end with stitches or little snitches end up with ditches. <laughs> um, but like, but giving them that like um, power to yep. go to an adult and be like, they're there to help you yeah. instead. Yep. Yeah. Because I know like deep down, obviously Zoe in that point, in that situation, if someone's hit your child and he's hit them back, you're like, yeah, too right. Because we, we're such a generation of that, you, if some my dad was the same with me if somebody hits you you hit them back twice as hard mm, and so no. it's kind of in us and actually we need to move we do need to move away from that yeah, because that's agreed. what creates it so actually being like there are people here to help you when you're feeling like that i definitely think that is another episode that we've got to do again in 2022 i think yeah. chris and rose are like on speed dial for us so we yeah. know how lucky we are to have them so if we can share that luck with you then we absolutely will they just oh they just speak our language they yeah they do they, they really they, they know their stuff they you know they've done the work they've done the research they've done the courses they've done all that kind of stuff but they translate it into everyday life and they're very practical about it and realistic and that is what I love so much about them um, you never feel judged you never feel like you're doing yeah. the wrong thing they just it's like they give you a big hug and tell you it's gonna all be okay but they also give you practical advice that goes yeah. with it and it's like you said George in a completely non-judgmental way so if you yeah. are kind of feeling a bit like you're swimming through treacle at the moment with your kids and you need a bit of help and advice do drop them a dm because they are around to help um like georgia said they've you know they've been doing it for a very 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 long time and we will be picking up parenting sos a q a in the new year because i feel like i read something on instagram the other day and it was um um, it was a, um, a mum talking to her son being like oh you know what? Uh, how was your day today and the son turned around to her and said there's a new variant called Omicron and we're having to deal with that now so we've got to wash our hands more than ever and it's like these poor kids you know yeah. it's like yeah. th- th- that's their reality at the moment all of that language so yeah we, we are here to help and so are they um, thank you so much for listening um, to today's podcast if you haven't managed to listen to the episodes that we have spoken about or the snippets that you've heard today do go back to the library go to wherever you get your your podcast from and do have a listen to them because yeah i mean we're biased but we think they're all right yeah (laughs) we think they're pretty good um and do tag us in your pictures we'd love to see you know where you're listening over the festive period and any feedback or anything you'd like to see us do in 2022 then please do drop us dm because we will be planning for next year and we're on at made by mummers but we will be back on friday with another episode so we'll see you then see you then Made by Mummers is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.